Coming at you live with your boy, Big Buck, from the 985 to the 601, coming to teach you what we know. It's another edition of Buck Bites, and today, we're going to talk about jobs. Yeah, I said J-O-B. Go ahead and go ahead and get you an application, because that's what you need to fill out. Sign on the dotted line. Go ahead and get the pins and click it. My boy Peyton Prescott, he said he wanted to hear Big Buck talk about his first job experience and his first job ever. So here it is, really, y'all. Uh, if a lot of yeah, a lot of y'all know Big Buck I always say from the 985 to the 601, and a lot of y'all might not know what that is. Y'all don't know what the 985 is, but it's Kentwood, K-Town bound and down. You know, hey, <laughs> I ain't gonna do it for him. But no, uh, Kentwood, in the small town of Kentwood, you know, everybody knows everybody, but there really isn't a lot of jobs that you can work at um, during high school because, you know, you're in high school. So um, there's only a few jobs that you could probably actually work, like maybe like after school and kind of get enough hours to make a little decent check, you know what I mean, until you at the summertime or holiday break. Well, luckily, uh, I, I can remember I remember it just like yesterday. It's like back in the fall of 15. I just was like, man, I'm ready to get a job. I'm ready to get some money for myself, you know, stop asking my mom for this and that, even though I had a little bit of money of my own from selling candy and such. But uh, it was just I needed my own money. You know what I mean? I needed my own guap. Uh, so I never forget. I was just like, man, where will I work? Where will I work? Well, in the small town of Kentwood, you got a few options. You got Sonic. Where every high school will work. You got AutoZone. You got Sunflower. You got Shillings Drugs. You got Pizza Shack. And another infamous job that everyone knows, but I'm going to talk about the most today. The Kentwood Co-op. Bam! The Co-op. Yes, indeed. That Co-op is something, I tell you. It's something. I remember that day whenever I was just uh just trying to find a job, really. I was just job hunting, job searching. I went, I just parked, I think I parked my car right at Shillings Drugs and I literally just went into like, I just walked, got me some exercise while I was going to get an, uh, applying for jobs as well. So I was just really just walking down Main Street, walking down the street, just trying to find a place that would hire me or let me fill out an application so that I could work, you know, after school. Well, I finally summed up on the Kentwood Co-op and that was the place uh that was my first job it was my first job ever and i tell you it it was very new to me i had never really done any type of farm life work farm even though you know i live in the country but never did any farm lifestyle work i got a lot of farmer friends that do that got chickens cows horses pigs goats sheep etc you know but i big buck i ain't never do none of that um uh, I I never forget. I think it was about the fourth grade. Uh, I was over at Frank Fowler's house, and uh, old Frank Frank come wake me up at like two three o'clock in the morning. He say, he say Aaron. He said, wake up, wake up. I said, what's going on, man? He said, you want to go help me wrangle these cows up? I said, nah, dog. I ain't trying to do that. Not at no two three in the morning. Big Buck trying to catch his Z's, man. I had to go to sleep. But hey, Frank was used to that. That's something that you have to do being a farm country boy, you know, in the small town of Kentwood. And I'm sure for all the other people listening, you know, if you own a farm, wherever you at, you know, that's some things that you have to do. You got to wrangle the cows up, pigs, sheep, goats, whatever. Whatever gets out, you got to go wrangle them back up, get them back in the pen. But I'll never forget that. I was t I told Frank, nah, that's a big negative, sir. Negative ghost rider. Well, uh, <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but back to the co-op. 
I had never done any type of farm farm work like that before. And I never forget um, when I first went in, I spoke to Floyd Fowler and Bubba Huckabee. And <laughs> I'll never forget when I first walked in, I got my application. And then uh, maybe like a week or two later after they done a whole little summary, uh, summarizing over my application and everything, Floyd knew who I was. Oh, shout out to Floyd Fowler and as well as Bubba Huckabee. For giving me my job opportunity, indeed, indeed, I appreciate y'all because it was definitely a fun time. I know there was a lot of stressful times for y'all because I mean there were so many things to go on. You lost, you lost employees, and uh, there was times where a lot of feed orders was stacked to the high, and, <laughs> and you just didn't know what you was gonna do and how you was gonna do it. There was some times where it was raining and it just it sucked. Yeah, so I understand. You know, whatever job you start off with, you know, the first couple of weeks as well as months, you know, it's kind of a little shaky because you don't know what you're doing and you're still trying to get adjusted and adapted to the work area and the work method, you know. At this job, I was waking up at like 6.15, 6.30, eating a sausage biscuit and a bowl of cereal or something just to tide me over to lunchtime, you know. And we worked basically clocked in at 7 and worked till 5 every day. And so when I first got there, I remember the first day um, – I never forget Floyd. He, Floyd introduced me to Leslie McKenzie, but it really didn't have to introduce me because I've known Leslie all my life. I remember uh, when I first started. When I first started, Floyd had uh, he said he said, "Hey Buck," he said, uh, "Go on over there and uh, talk to Leslie. Leslie will show you what you got to do for the day." And sure enough, Leslie found me before I found him. And if any of y'all know Leslie McKenzie, he walked like this. <laughs> Leslie be walking, he be strutting his stuff, you know, but hey, he be cutting up, old Leslie, shout out to old Leslie McKenzie, he a good supervisor, he running that thing over there at the co-op, but no, I'll never forget Leslie, one of the first jobs he gave me, he told me, he said, stack these good pallets over all, all over here in this one pile, and stack all the bad pallets that you see over in this bad pile, and sure enough, I think I was just like, man, thinking to myself, man, this ain't going to cut it. And I was like, not, and I, they was telling me they was paying seven and a quarter. I was like, so I'm stacking dirty old, muddy old pallets for seven and a quarter. I was like, oh, I don't know if this going to cut it. I think I did that for about 30 minutes to an hour of finishing. And I found him and I said, all right, well, what's to do next? You know, I think it was probably, like I said, start, started work at seven o'clock. So it must have been about like eight. 8, 8.30, almost maybe 9 or so uh, before I even got done, you know. And then sure enough, who comes up on the forklift bringing more pallets? B.J. McDaniel. He driving. He just, just driving. Because, you know, if you ever been to the co-op, you know them roads is bumpy. And, and B.J. being B.J. McDaniel, he just driving how he drive. Ain't his fault. Ain't his fault. Barry did as best he could. <laughs> well, uh it's so funny. BJ come and brought me a whole nother stack and then he went off to do whatever he had to do, whatever he was tasked with that day. But uh I'll never forget. Uh I was just like, well, hopefully they got more job tasks than just stacking pallets every day because I really want to do more than that. You know, I was playing football and everything. And so I was just like, man, I was like, I'm that's building my muscle up, kind of get more swole, but I ain't trying to stack pallets every day. That wasn't fun. But, uh, you know, like I said, with each job that you go to, it kind of you, you get to learn a little bit more the longer you stay there and you adapt and adjust to things. And I finally got to see what we what the actual co-op did and how they 
I guess you could say that how they thrived and how they made their money. Uh, we bagged feed. We would bag feed for our customers. You know, the uh, co-op saying is your co-op service and your needs, you know. Uh, so we would have so many orders from Amet County, Oxfeed, uh, Wilkerson County, uh, Tyler Town, Pike County. It, 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 it was so many. I mean, as well as there was uh, sometimes we would just bag and feed for ourselves, you know, just to continue to stock our supply. We would have 12 percent, 14 percent. Uh, 10%, we would have goat feed, cat, uh, calf feed, we would have horse feed, dog food, cat food, fish food, we'd have parrot, cockatoo, cockatiel, we had a whole freezer room, you know, just to keep cold stuff in, just only cold stuff. Uh, we, so, we sold so much stuff there, we sold uh, wood posts, tea posts, we had sold hog fences, horse fence, cattle fence, we sold 16-inch foot gates, 15, 10, 15, 12, um, sold some uh, cow shoots, horse shoots. You know, there were so many things we we sold there besides just feed. And if you don't know what a feed, what a co-op is, it's, it's basically like a tractor supply, but it was in our small town of Kentwood, Kentwood Co-op. Uh, it's just basically a feed store that will service all your needs that has everything for the most part has everything that you need uh and we didn't just have feed you know uh, like i said we <clears throat> we had all types of outdoor materials that you could use to build fence and you know keep your pigs your dogs whatever whatever you was trying to fence in or you was trying to build for the most part we had it um there were some times where we would uh we would have to uh, bag the feed with a metal scoop or we would use a shovel. So sometimes we would get these orders, um, say like five, we'd have five tons to come off the truck. And so sometimes if it was raining, sometimes we'd have to hurry up and get on the truck and try to poke the feed out to make it run through the machine and before it get clogged up because you know how sometimes things are in a tight space want to get jammed up and clogged together and you have to unclog it. Well, sometimes we'd have five, eight, ten, maybe sometimes twelve tons, and it was only five of us working. It was uh <laughs> when I first started, it was only five of us working. It was me, Scott, Thomas, uh, Paul, and Super D, and <laughs> those were the five people that was working up front with me. And oh man, oh man, let me tell you, that was a crew right there. They they, they was about to give me a run for my money. I tell you that. As I said, it was only five of us working up there, and I tell you, it got it got pretty hectic sometimes because uh, the job itself it was not hard, but like I said, with anything, it kind of you got to get adjusted to it and equipped, you know. So basically, whenever it was coming off the truck, all we would do is put a bag on it, make make sure it weighed fifty pounds, sew it up, stack it, stack five bags on each side, stack it all the way eight high, so you got forty bags on each pallet, make a ton. Well, sometimes we'd have to actually we get these big, big old plastic bags and we call them super bags. And you'd have to, like I said, either get it with a metal scoop or with a shovel and you would just have to scoop it. And then you have to put it on the scale, see if it's 50 pounds or if you didn't do that, you would just have to uh, you just have to guesstimate. But for the most part, you know, you always use the scale to store that in a in our warehouse but our warehouse was already full we had like i said we had so many things that we were selling and sometimes we were running out of space you know but at the same time <clears throat> 
There were some some days where customers would come in and want 10 tons of corn or they would want six tons of cow feed. But then not alone when we are selling that much, we have to restock that. And we didn't re restock it from getting it from some other vendor. We made that. We made all that feed. So our blood, sweat and tears went into that feed, you know, making it and trying to make sure that we had feed up to date for our customers, you know. And uh, I'll never forget, I just was like, man, that got to be a better system, got to be a better way. And then they, and you might say, what you mean, but <laughs> Well, like I said, we started out with five people every morning about 7 o'clock right in the warehouse. Well, sometimes Floyd or Bubba would come to that door and they say, oh, I need you to go work down there with Johnny. Or I need you to go there and work with Mark at the shop or so-and-so, you know. There would be so many people, so many times that there was some task that somebody would get taken away from to go on a feed delivery or just go help somebody else around the area. And that five, them five workers that you started off with would come down to two. I'll never forget one day. Oh, rest in peace to Paul Nicholson, man. Paul, me and Paul, we had some good times together. I gave Paul a, one of the funniest nicknames I'll never forget. Paul 56 with arthritis in his hip. That was my dog. Paul would be like, He'd be smoking his cigarette. He said, Buck, I ain't doing all this feed by myself today. And I said, come on, Paul. We got to get it done before lunchtime. Sure enough, Paul said, ah, we probably going to run about two more tons, but we going to wait on somebody else to come back because it don't make no sense for two people to be working. And I was like, all right, Paul, I understand. Because like I said, I was young. I wasn't running the show. I said, you've been here a long time, so you know what you're doing. And I was like, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do, do what I can. That's all I can do. And sure enough, Paul go over there. He, I, I started working a little bit. Paul gonna go over there and read the paper. Get, read the paper. I said, Paul, you can't be reading the paper on the job. This ain't your lunch break. He said, watch me. <laughs> Paul sure enough read that. He read that paper. I don't know what all he was reading, but he was reading it, man. I tell you. He said he got to get his uh, information for the day. He said he ain't worried about the Kentwood co-op. He said, I'll attend to that later. Well, um, uh, I never forget. There was a lot of days, you know, besides just bagging feed and bagging corn, there was sometimes where customers would come in, you know, like a tractor supply or any other store at Walmart, Dollar General, Family Dollar. You know, usually you would get a receipt for what you had bought. Well, a lot of the customers at the co-op would come to us in the warehouse and say, hey, I got this ticket. And then on that ticket, it'd say, I want 10 bags of this, 12 bags of that, et cetera, et cetera. And like I said, I started this job probably my junior year of fall of my junior year of high school. And uh, I worked there for three and a half years, you know, started out seven and a quarter. <laughs> and thankfully, I'm not making that no more. Thankfully, I'm making more. I never forget there was this dude. It seemed like every Wednesday, every Thursday, this dude from the Tanshville Hill store would always come up to the co-op. And I used to get out of school around like 12 o'clock, 1230. And so it seemed like every time I pulled up, that's like right when he was there. So sure enough, so I done clocked in and I just started go ahead and get my workout in for the day. So sure enough, what did he, did the guy come up to me with a ticket? He'd have, he said, all right, I want 20 bags of cow feed. I want 40 bags of horse feed. I want 60 bags of corn. I want 10 bags of medicated chicken feed. I want 10 bags of non-medicated chicken feed. I'm just like, good gosh, this man got a lot of money. 
but and he got that's a lot of stuff you know and sometimes the only way we really had to transport stuff was dollars because sometimes our forklift drivers was occupied helping somebody else putting super bags or stacking hay or something you know putting some type of metal gate or maybe some wood post or maybe some cement blocks there were so many things that we were that everyone was doing because i think back at that time the co-op probably only had maybe 75 maybe 80 employees total you know so we were very like short staffed for the most part but like the thing was i mean that sounds like a lot of people but really it isn't because when there's so many things going on you got so many people in different areas working as well as everyone's working together but hey you can only do what you can do and you just got to get through remember that do what you can do and go ahead and get through that's all you can do but uh i tell you there were some days where i'd be stacking all that man's feed from on them dollies all the way to his truck and he didn't have the best truck not nothing was wrong with it but i don't think it was the best truck to really be trying to stack all this feed in you know as as my buddies in cwa they say pull up what move pull up what move and they'd be toted up when they was leaving the co-op they'd be sometimes be scraping they'd be low like a low rider because <laughs> they had so much feed as well as wood posts t-posts cement block uh cement blocks you know uh some people would have uh salt bricks man please they were, i didn't even know about all these salt bricks they had they had the red they had so many different colors of salt brick salt bricks for different things for cows horses etc etc they like to lick and i was just like hmm hey you taught me something new that's one thing that the co-op did do you know i learned a lot about you know uh farming lifestyle as well as pricing and like what to feed animal what to feed farm animals and how much to usually give them you know you can't over I mean, you really shouldn't overfeed any animal uh as well as shouldn't overfeed yourself be gluttonous and whatnot you know as well as you know a lot of people always try to say oh stay healthy stay hydrated you know drink a lot of water but you know you can overhydrate yourself so you always got to be careful of that as well as you are with your animals you got to watch what you're feeding because sometimes feeding them too much of this and that could make them sick or could make them like gain too much weight and make them unhealthy well uh we had some more people <laughs> to tell you some more stories about the co-op i know uh we had this one dude named thomas oh man thomas was a trip oh thomas route um man I, I hope you're doing fine thomas it's been a minute since i seen you but old thomas he liked to make some money he was a little hustler like me like i told you i sold candy in high school and uh everybody knows big buck he's always trying to you know, trying to think of some plan to make some type of money or whatever, or he's always selling something from the school or for the church, whatnot. Well, at work, Thomas was the money man. He was hustling. Thomas would be having some, he'd have, we had a little, uh, we had a bathroom outside in the warehouse. And then we also had a little, I guess you would say a little closet where we kept like uh, a little refrigerator, a little mini fridge. And like, so that was Thomas's kitchen. <laughs> Thomas have a microwave in there, had a mini fridge. Thomas be having all types of crap up in there. Thomas just be cooking. Thomas be making burgers, biscuits, grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> had George Foreman in there at one point, I think. But that's we had so much stuff. We stayed stocked, you know. If you didn't have breakfast in the morning, Thomas hooked you up with a little something. He said, Oh, go and give me about like two dollars, you know. And hey, whatever, you know. I mean, we stayed fed, but we got the job done, you know. Uh <clears throat> 
there was sometimes, you know, customers, they would be nice enough. Uh, there were some customers that would give you a tip um, for loading their feet in the back of the truck. And sure enough, I'll never forget, there was this one customer that come up there like every Saturday, he would always get like 10 bags of 12% uh, calf feed. And it was so funny. <laughs> every time when that man come up, it was about like five of us running, just trying to get it. Cause everybody knew that he was going to get a $5 tip. And so, Hey, Sometimes Thomas would be like, hey, y'all back up. That's mine. That's mine. <laughs> He's like, I'm like, no, nah, Mr. T, don't let me get it. He said, oh, I guess so. And sometimes, you know, sometimes, like I said, Bubba and Floyd, they might have came to the door where they might have said, hey, Thomas, come get this. And sure enough, Thomas would see that guy walking and he he would be or drive. He'd be pulling up and Thomas would be trying to hurry up and run down there to Johnny guy, bro. He got to go give him that paper real quick so he can come back and make that five dollars. Cause not only are you making money on the clock, but hey, you trying to trying to get a good tip too. Cause I mean, what job that you want to work that you servicing other people's needs where you don't want to get a tip, you know? So me and Mr. T Thomas, he'd always be working out with the bags. He'd be lifting up. He'd be trying to get a workout in while he at work. All the for the most part, every bag that we sold there was about. 50 pounds you know um some things that we would we would decrease to 25 pounds if customers didn't want it in the whole 50 pounds that they might want 10 15 20 25 whatnot you know so sometimes thomas would be after we didn't got done with everything you know we didn't swept up we didn't bagged all the feed for the time being all the customers were good they didn't dealt you know it might just been a slow day you know thomas would be over there Working out, working out with the bag. And I said, like, oh, big swole, big gains. Go on, get it, Thomas. Uh, but those were some of the older people that I worked with, as well as uh, the infamous uh, uh, Jacket Dykes, you know, and uh, oh, Super D. <laughs> Th them, them two right there, them, them my buddies right there. But um, those were some of the older folks that I worked with, just to name a few, Jackie, Super D, the uh, Super D, uh, Johnny Gyro, Thomas, Tyree, uh, Paul. I said, there's so many people that the list goes on and on. And at the time, like I said, I was, this is my junior year of high school. So I'm like 17, getting ready to go on 18. And so I was like really the only kind of high school guy that working there for the time. Uh, everybody that was working there that was around my age had already graduated high school, maybe a year or two before me, or uh, they, they just probably didn't finish school or whatnot, you know. Like, I had fun with working at the co-op, you know. Like I just mentioned, a lot of the older guys as well as the younger guys that I worked with, you know, I made tons of memories with them. As uh, There was some times where there was this one guy named uh, Big Sneak. I'll never forget Big Sneak. He was a he, he was a pretty cool cat, but he was – he didn't. He thought that the world was flat. He was one of them guys, you know. Thought that the world was flat. Still thought that we were gonna go off the edge of the world and fall off. I'm like, nah, man. That 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 theory ain't true, man. I'm sorry to tell you, like, how you think that we get from, you know, North America to Africa or Europe, you know, like, and nah, <laughs> we ain't gonna fall off the edge of the earth, brother. I'm sorry to tell you, but I don't know. But he was a good guy, good hard worker, you know. There was a lot of people like that there, you know, um, that had been there working there for 10-plus years, you know. And I credit them for that, you know, because at the end of the day, it ain't really always about what you like. It ain't about what you want to do. It's what you got to do. 
I used to tell people that all the time whenever I was working there because uh, I remember, like I said, I worked at the co-op for three and a half years. And I remember there was a lot of times where like I would miss out on some activities and stuff with my friends. They would be like, oh, big buck, let's go to the Tangeville River and, you know, we going to do, we floating the river today or we floating the Boca Chitta, or, you know, or we going to play volleyball or play basketball such and such a day. You want to come, big buck? And I, I couldn't because I had work. You know, you put priorities first, you know. I say proper preparation prevents poor performance. They wouldn't put them five P's together for no reason. You hear me? They wouldn't put them five P's together for no reason. It, it, it's for a reason. And uh, I tell people all the time, it ain't about what you want to do. It's what you got to do. Like I said, I worked there at the co-op for three and a half years, started out making seven and a quarter, left making eight fifty. You know, a lot of people always say, oh, my gosh, big buck. There ain't no way I'd have done that. I said, man, it ain't about what you want to do. It's what you got to do. Because trust me, I man, I like I said, I worked there from leaving high, high, my junior year, going into my senior year of high school, all the way to my two years at Southwest. Man, I'm telling you. There was a long period of where there was times where I was like, man, this ain't going to cut it. I ain't gonna, I'm not making enough money. I want to make more money. I need to make money. And there were some times where Bubba and Floyd was just like, no, nah, this ain't the right time to get no raise right now. We can't give out no raises. And I said, all right, well, just go back to work. I shake my head and go on about it. You know, you, you win some, you lose some, but you live to fight another day, you know. But now I'm getting better paid. But, uh, hey, it is what it is because uh, – you can't then you can't you can't just always make them twelve dollar an hour jobs, fifteen, sixteen, sometimes eighteen dollar an hour jobs starting out, you know. But hey, you you win some, you lose some. But I tell people all the time, uh in life it ain't always about what you want to do, it's what you gotta do. Because I was going when I got to community college, there were some times where I was doing eighteen hours of school, doing twenty five hours a week of work, and then each semester I was putting on a heavier load of myself which some people would be like, oh, Buck, you crazy. But I was trying to get ahead and I was trying to hurry up and get out so I could be succeeding in what I wanted to do, you know, so I could go do other things, <laughs> you know. i never forget uh, one good funny story to tell you about trying to get ahead and about doing stuff, you know. I'm gonna let y'all young cats know as well as you older cats if you don't know it by now. If you're trying to do something, if you're trying to take off, you should always let your boss know if not a month ahead, at least two weeks before that event or that thing is happening. You know, you should always let them know. So, you know, I, like I said, I worked there for three and a half years. Well, I'll never forget senior skip day. <laughs> senior skip day. I'll never forget. I was walking. I got to work that day and I was telling Leslie, Leslie McKenzie, I was like, well, Mr. Leslie, I got some bad news for you. He said, oh, Aaron, well, what, what's wrong? What's wrong, buddy? And I was like, well, Mr. Leslie, uh, I ain't going to be here this Friday. And he said, huh? Like, today's Tuesday. Why are you telling me about Friday? I said, well, I just wanted to let you know that uh, the, the class of 2016, they decided today. And I would have told you way beforehand, but they just told me, told me today. And he's like, all right, so what's going on? He was like, well, senior skip day. And so he said, oh, he just about to fall out. And he said, okay, okay, I see how it is. You want to go out and have fun while we out here at work, huh? I said, yeah, that's that's mainly it. Yes, sir, yeah. And so, sure enough, who comes rolling around? Floyd. Up in his truck, got his cool glasses on and everything. He takes them off and Leslie flags them down. He said, hey, 
Floyd, hold up, hold up. And he said, Buck got something to tell you. He ain't seen you yet. And I said, he so Floyd stops and he said, morning. He said, afternoon, Aaron, what's going on? And I was like, nothing much, Floyd. How are you doing, Mr. Floyd? He's like, oh, it's going good. He said, so what's this news you got to tell me? And I said, well, Mr. Floyd, uh, I ain't going to be here this Friday. And he said, why not? And I said, well, senior skip day. And I'll never forget Floyd Fowler said, senior skip day. That's seen, he said, senior skip day. That's senior skip school, not senior skip work. And I said, all right, I'm going to tell you this now. I bet you I ain't going to be here to, be here Friday. You play with me if you want to. In my cup. I never it up. My boy Thomas knows how to put it out. Man, I tell you, I had a lot of good fun times at the co-op. And I surely tell you one thing. I was not there. I surely was at Senior Skip Day that day. <laughs> I don't know how much work they had. Don't know. Don't really care. But I was at Senior Skip Day. I did what I had to do. But um, I enjoyed my time at the co-op. It was real fun. It built a lot of work ethic in me. And I, to be honest, uh, I don't know what the people are getting paid now. But I tell people all the time that is a job where I think a lot of high school high school kids should work just to build character as well as a work ethic in them because there's so many kids nowadays that aren't working that's not trying to work as well as some jobs really aren't paying enough money to have any sustainability but you know if you're in the small town of kentwood or you're in osaka or wherever you know if you can find you a job it doesn't gotta be the kentwood co-op i mean that's just where big buck started out um but wherever it is, wherever you want to work at, if you can find you a high school job where you can get you a certain amount of hours and get a good paycheck each week or every two weeks, you know, that that's the main thing. Because, uh, you know, working working is good for the body and good for the soul because it's good to build a work ethic and that to get that mentality into you so you know that you want to achieve more and succeed more and do better and grow because when you get to be my age, I'm 24 now, you want to be making, you know, 15, 18, if not more dollars an hour for whatever occupation that you're working at, whatever career path that you go down the line. You want to have a good resume to see and to show that you had enough work ethic. You've had enough work history to show that you will be a reliable candidate for that job, you know. Because and that's one thing, you know, you put those references down so that <clears throat> your past employers can give the new employer some insight on how you how your work attributes are and if they are up to par. So uh, with all that being said, you know, kids nowadays, y'all get out there and work and it really ain't just kids. It's some of you grown folks, some of you grown up adults, get out there and get a job because you are the future of America and, you know, the future of today, you know, because each and every day is a new start. So whatever you didn't like about today, start over tomorrow. Continue to do better because I'm going to tell you one thing. It's always going to be, it's going to be rain before it comes a rainbow. It's going to be rain before sunshine. In life, you got to believe, achieve so that you may succeed whatever it is that you want to do in this world. Remember what I said. You got to do what you got to do to get where you got to get. You know, it ain't always about what you want to do, but it's about what you 
got to do. So this has been another edition of Buck Bites. I hope you enjoyed it. Go ahead. I hope you kick back, relaxed, and go ahead and heard all of that, you know, from the 985 to the 601. Come to teach you what we know, son. And this is another edition of Buck Bites, baby. Love y'all from the 985 to the 601.